and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So we are starting series two of our epic collection of series as we really get you to ground into your magic. The last series was all about mastering your magic, the fundamentals of power and intention. And now we move on to trusting your inner guide, building relationship with yourself and the energies around you. So in a moment, I'm going to give you an overview of the five episodes that we have coming up in this series, but I thought you might find this quite funny. So this is all about like trusting your intuition. And I went to record the podcast and I was like, oh, you know, I don't really feel like it today. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because I love recording podcasts. I love like chatting away to you all. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it anyway. So totally overriding my intuition. I was about five minutes into the podcast and suddenly my throat got all scratchy and I couldn't talk. And it just like cut out on me. And I was like, okay, so I stopped and I was talking and I was like, oh, my voice is fine. It was obviously just a moment. I did the same thing. I started recording and my voice went again completely. And I was like, okay, I'm hearing, I'm listening universe. So I stopped completely and now I'm back. So yes, sometimes when we don't listen to our intuition, well, I'm sure you've done those things, haven't you? And after something has happened, like my voice going scratchy and not being able to record, it was like, oh yeah, of course, my intuition was telling me not to do that thing. So anyway, these <laughs> these um, episodes are going to be really connecting you into your intuition, particularly today's episode. So the overview of what's coming up today, we're going to be talking about understanding and trusting your intuition, talking about the concept of intuition, discussing what it is and how you can use it on your own magical journey. And I'll share a few exercises for developing and trusting your own intuitive senses. The second episode is called Inner Harmony, Building a Deeper Relationship with Yourself. And in that episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of self-trust and self-understanding in your magical practice, talking about things like self-love, forgiveness, self-acceptance as a foundation for actually trusting yourself. And until you do those things, it's going to be really hard to trust yourself. Um, Episode three, uh, The World is a Mirror, Learning from the Energies Around You. We're going to dive into how our environment and the energies around us offer valuable lessons and reflections, providing guidance on how to perceive and interpret the signs and symbolism we find around us. Become your own little detective and you'll start noticing everything. Episode four, we're going to dive into intuitive interactions, building relationships with energies and entities. So that episode is going to provide guidance on how to connect with the various energies and entities in um, spirits of nature, ancestors, guides, crystals, herbs, whatever you feel those, those energies, those spirits around you, how to approach them with respect and reverence, establish that connection and like decipher and understand their messages. And then the final episode of that series, it's going to be, um, intuition in action, trusting your inner guide in everyday life. So that final episode is going to offer practical advice, real life examples of trusting your own intuition, enhancing decision making, helping with your own personal growth and development um, in your magical practice to really allow you to build on everything that we talk about over the next few weeks. So you can tap into that inner guide in your everyday life in super, super practical ways. So I hope you look forward to listening. 
Obviously, as always with these series, every episode is a standalone show. So if you don't think you want to listen to all five, that's completely fine. Just pick and choose the ones that you want. But of course, with each episode, you learn a little bit more. We hone those skills and you become a little bit more, well, actually, hopefully a whole lot more confident in this case, trusting your energy, trusting your intuition. So your intuition. We talk about intuition all the time and often people get confused about like what's their intuition or what's fear or sometimes people think that a particular feeling is definitely a sign because there's so much energy and power behind it and actually it falls flat on its face. And so as with anything, whenever we're learning a new skill, it's about keeping your mind open, remaining curious and practising. Now, some people, well, let's start that one again. Everybody has intuitive skills without question. We have developed and evolved with intuition being a key part of our survival mechanism. We rely on it less these days because we, you know, we live in homes, we can drive places, we can nip to the supermarket, pick up food. We don't need our intuition and those heightened senses as much. But some people do have like a, I don't know, like uh, I was just thinking about like some people just have like bigger muscles. <laughs> they have bigger intuition muscle muscles, but that doesn't mean other people can't develop them. Now, this is a journey of exploration and we're going to talk about intuition. We're going to talk about exercises you can do, but I want you to remember that it is a skill. And as with all skills, the more we practice, the better we become. Okay. So maybe you've trusted what you thought was your intuition in the past and it let you down because maybe actually it wasn't your intuition. Perhaps you thought it was, but actually you had projected your wants, your desires, your emotions on top of something. And I'll share a few examples of where um, I've known people that have done this in the past. So I once um, interviewed a lady called Becky Walsh, and I love what she said on my show. She said, there's two types of intuition. There's gut feeling and heart feeling. So gut feeling often brings you backwards you know it's that it's that energy of repulsion however you say that word (laughs) it's that energy of bringing you backwards from something of keeping you safe like you know when you walk down somewhere you think oh that person's a bit dodgy or that alleyway looks a bit dodgy I don't want to be walking down there and it's usually a gut feeling not always of course but often it's a gut feeling that second brain all of those feelings, neurons, perceptions, all of those things, all of those skills and those senses that we barely use are telling you, don't do that. (laughs) Don't go down that path. Don't walk by that person. Don't take that opportunity. It's like a gut feeling. And that's one that's driven by fear or rather it's driven by keeping you safe. You know, fear is just a mechanism to keep you safe and keep you alive. It can be annoying sometimes because sometimes we're afraid of doing things that really we don't need to be afraid of because they might be uncomfortable rather than dangerous to our life. Like when you're afraid of talking in public, for example. Um, But actually it is there to keep you safe. So we should always be grateful for it, even if it is slightly inconvenient. But that, that stomach feel, that gut feel is your, all of your senses going, no, 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 don't do that. And then we have what she called heart intuition. And this is that energy that kind of pulls you forward. It makes your energy expand and you're just like, oh, there's something about that. There's like, there's an opportunity that's come up in my life right now. It doesn't make any logical sense, but every part of my body is like, yes, <laughs> I just have this deep inner knowing it's the right choice for me to make. 
And it involves me stepping out of my comfort zone, doing something a little bit different. Um, and it's, you know, it's not a huge change in my life, but I feel nervous about it because it's something I haven't done before. And yet I know it's the right thing because my intuition is telling me, yes, that heart energy is telling me, yes. It's like, think of intuition as um, a compass guiding you on your soul path. So perhaps you believe that we are here for a reason, that we have a purpose. And I believe that our purpose is to be our most fully expressed version of ourselves. We're not here to be productive. We're not here to, you know, do all those things that capitalism would have us believe. But we are here to be our most fully expressed version of ourselves. That might look like producing things. Yeah, it still might look like what capitalists would say. Oh, look at you, good little consumer. Um, But it comes from a place of allowing yourself to be you. Okay. And so for me, this next, this thing that I'm looking at doing, it very much feels aligned to that path for me. Like I say, I still feel nervous, but again, emotions are very different from intuition. And we'll talk about that in in a moment. So when we are feeling into our intuition or hearing it, seeing it, because remember, intuition communicates with different people in different ways. It's a quiet, steady voice. Now, in a world that is always after your attention, that is notifications pinging all over the place, lights flashing, voices getting quicker, faster. Oh my gosh, everyone wants a piece of your attention because your attention is money. And so when you, when we're so uh, like, when we're just surrounded in that world, it's really easy to overlook those quiet moments of intuition. And you'll often feel that intuition and you'll have that immediate knowing of something. But because it comes in quickly, you know, people talk like a flash of inspiration because it can come in so quickly and you can feel it momentarily and it feels right with every bone of your body. But within a couple of minutes, within a couple of hours, within a couple of days, you start to doubt it because you can no longer feel that momentary stillness, that momentary calm, that momentary knowing. We start putting our logical mind on top of that beautiful information we had and we start looking for proof. We start dissecting it. And so you had this beautiful thing and now you've dissected it, prodded it, poked it and you're like, oh, what's left? (laughs) And it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, perhaps I, you know, if it's meant to be, I'll remember or if it's meant to be, it will happen anyway. And we can then dismiss it because it didn't make sense. Or, you know, someone else has, you have this idea, you share it with someone and someone else goes, what do you want to do that for? (laughs) Oh, that seems a bit daft. Why would you want to do that? And that other person's, you know, objections, criticisms, judgments, we're suddenly like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. Or worse, we compare our intuitive idea to what other people are doing. And we're like, whoa, I could never be as good as that. Or who do I think I am? And suddenly that beautiful inner knowing is like, oh no, maybe I won't do that anymore. So it's about us getting quiet and feeling that quiet voice within us. Because a lot of people think that their intuition is what I call jazz hands. And it's like, oh my gosh, it must be this because it feels so exciting. But that's a feeling. We feel our emotions. Um, someone I knew once, they came and said to me, oh, I've just, you know, joined this, just signed up for this thing. 
And I was I was quite surprised actually because I knew them and I knew the thing that they signed up for and they didn't feel like a good fit to me, but she was so excited. And I said, oh, she goes, I just know it was my intuition told me that I had to do this. And I was like, oh, tell me more about your intuition. How did your intuition feel? And she said, you know, as your plane's on a runway, just as it takes up your whole stomach lurches. And she goes, that's how it felt. And I was like, oh, that's not intuition. You know, that's fear, that's hope, that's drama, that's all of those things. But it's not your intuition. Your intuition doesn't kind of have like, like that that way your stomach flips in that moment. And the more I spoke to her about it, it was because she was putting all of our hopes on this like one chance and she put down quite a bit of money to do this. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. And, but she was so, she just needed it to work out. She needed this so much to work out that she had like projected all of that emotional like need onto it and then convinced herself that was her intuition. And it, it, and it just, it wasn't. And I knew that within moments of talking to her. And so it is about learning your how your intuition communicates with you. So a really a like easy way to do this is to notice what is your predominant sense? Now, of course, most people, um, a lot of people will navigate through the world with more than one sense. I mean, obviously we use all of our senses all of the time, but Maybe you're an auditory person and you just love listening to music. You love hearing like the wind or the, you know, the ocean lapping over the sea. But with that comes the energy of like when you're tired, when you're run down, everything feels too loud and you're like, shush, everyone, shut up, (laughs) turn the TV down, all of that. So perhaps you're a very auditory person. If that is the case, um, you are likely to hear your intuitive messages. Now, that doesn't mean you like hear voices, although, you know, I do hear voices. And I know that sounds really like, are you okay, Rebecca? But yes, those kind of voices, they are good. Um, And just actually, as I'm joking about that, not really, but your intuition will never, ever, 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 ever say anything negative to you, about you or anyone else. It will never tell you to cause harm to yourself or anyone else. Okay, that's not your intuition, just as a side note. So perhaps you're the kind of person that is incredibly visual. You just love looking at beautiful things, whether it's art, flowers, sunsets, people, just just gazing on the beauty. But equally, perhaps when you're tired, run down, exhausted, everything feels too much and you're like oh my gosh turn those lights down you just you just want to put like a little eye mask on and just go and hide somewhere then you are likely to air quotes see your um see your intuition see this is an interesting thing for me because I didn't realize until recently I don't see images in my head in my mind's eye and it has a particular phrase which escapes me right now except I am an incredibly visual person. So um, usually if I say to you, oh, imagine a tree, you would call up an image of a tree, maybe with its you know, grass, it's the, um, the trunk of the tree, the branches and the leaves. When I call up an image of a tree like that, I just see blankness. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, so I don't have that kind of visual acuity when I like close my eyes when I close my eyes I literally just it's just black to me um but what I do when I open my eyes 
I can see like things are in a bit of a dream state for me. And I actually see better with my eye. Well, that sounds really bizarre, doesn't it? I see better with my eyes open. Well, of course I see better with my eyes open, but I see with my imagination better with my eyes open than I do with my eyes closed. Um, So seeing doesn't always mean bringing pictures up in your mind. Like I say, mine, if I was to see something and I had like an intuitive message and I was to see something, um, it, it's like it's a movie, just like six foot in front of me. And it's almost like a ghostly outline, just like the, the shadowy um, images of things. But equally, perhaps you see signs, perhaps when you're reading. This is something that happens to me a lot as well, actually. When I'm reading, words will seem like they pop off the screen or, you know, they just seem darker or little, you know, they just catch my attention more. So perhaps you receive your intuitive insights through visual means, but that doesn't always, like I say, it doesn't always mean that you can create those images yourself. It might just be, um, in fact, I had a really good piece of advice from a tree once. I asked my, I asked a question, I was like, okay, this is the, this is the question I need. And I looked up to the tree and I was, my intention was to have a look to see what like symbols, images, pictures I would create that would give me the answer. You know, often people do this with clouds, don't they? They're like, oh, look, that one looks like an elephant. Um, but I was doing this with a tree and I was thinking about this particular thing in my life. And I looked up and it was like, uh, like summer. So the tree was absolutely covered in leaves. And I looked up and as I looked up, there was, I just, what my eyes fo- focused on was just this hole in the tree, not in the, the actual trunk, but where all the branches were, because it's this beautiful willow. As I looked up, there was just this like gaping hole through the branches where they hadn't had that full coverage. And I was like, oh, time to let it go. And so maybe you visually get your intuitive information that way. Perhaps you feel things. And again, feeling what you love doing, like it's like the clothes that you wear are really important to you. Having massages, being tactile, like maybe snuggling with your favourite people or pets or pyjamas is your favourite thing to do. Equally, what that looks like is when you're tired and run down, it's like you feel touched out. You're like, no one come anywhere near me. And you do want to go and like just remove yourself from the world because you can't take on any more stuff, feelings, energy, emotions of other people. You just need to retreat. And so, again, perhaps when you are asking your intuitive questions and looking for that guidance, it will be a visceral feeling that is different from emotion. Okay, and when we're looking at this, really the best way to gain, as with any skill, is to practice. But it's to keep notes of when you felt you had an intuitive insight, writing it down, then like that day, a day later, a week later, noticing what the outcome of following that was. And then you'll start to recognise the patterns of, oh yes, when I felt like this, or when I saw this, or when I heard this, the outcome was either a success or it didn't get what you expected. And then you can start to notice like how you need to refine how you receive the messages you'll start to look back and go, oh yeah, I thought that's my intuition, but actually I really, really wanted that. So I did override my intuition and actually I'm not, you know, I can see how I did that now. Whereas if you're like, oh yes, it was right again. And oh my gosh, it was right again. Oh, I've done it again. The more evidence you have, the easier it is going to be for you to believe. And that's just a fact. You don't just wake up one day and go, oh, I trust my intuition. That's it. 
done deal. It is something that if you haven't done before, you do need to start practicing it. And the easiest way to practice is once you notice what your predominant sense is, is to ask those questions like, oh, what should I do today? Or should I do X, Y or Z? Feel and then just notice your predominant sense and feel into that. Perhaps you want to use some tools like drawing oracle cards or um, journaling around it. But it is about creating that space to ask the question, to receive the answer in whichever way feels aligned to you, and then take note of the outcomes that you have experienced, because all of those things give you incredible detail. And the more you can do that, can you, it's like, can you imagine living your life where every decision became an intuitive decision, where you didn't have to ask questions by committee. You didn't have to go and ask like five of your favourite people who all have different life experiences, all expect different things from you and, you know, selfishly want you to behave in a particular way. Um, but instead, you're just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. It, it's such a liberating thing to do. It's like, how much time do you, ooh, let's use the word waste, um, second guessing yourself, doubting yourself, deciding you're going to do something, then changing your mind and then go, no, 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 going to do it. And it's like, how many years have you put off doing the thing that you know you want to do, but you've talked yourself out of it again and again and again and again. And if you just followed your intuition, you could have saved yourself time, energy, even heartache when you learn to trust yourself. So logic is important. Absolutely. We need logic completely. Logic is our facts. It's our figures. Yeah. It's the things that we can currently prove and that actually a lot of our facts are in a constant state of flux anyway. Everything we believe to be true today may well be proved to not be true in five years time, 10 years time, 100 years time. If you think about all the facts that people have known before us that then became unraveled, um, we can go, yes, okay. So we do need logic. It's good to have a time frame. Uh, sorry, it's good to have a framework of something. And it is good to um, just, just be very discerning, particularly at the moment when we have so much information coming at us, using our logic to discern what is right, what is wrong, what is, you know, truth as we understand it at the moment. But only doing that misses out a huge amount of information available to you from your intuition, from the energy of um, your higher self, from the energy of evolution and all of that, those skills, senses that we have accumulated over like generations and generations and generations to say, this is good, this is bad, this is aligned, this is not. And so, yes, we need logic and we need intuition. I just want to like reiterate that one is not better than the other. I often see them as um, an infinity sign. So we have an intuitive idea. You often hear scientists talking about their intuition about something. something. And then we have that, that intuition. And then we can use our logic and reasons to prove it. 
and then we can go mm, actually that doesn't quite feel right uh, let's try this and then then we can go back and use our logic and reason to make that happen and then we get data this has got the thing that I wanted this didn't and it's like exactly how I've told you to like develop your intuitive skills is practice them and then use your like reason to decipher the messages so that you learn to trust them we need both and i think sometimes we forget that as people we need to embrace all of ourselves we label part of us as good or part of us as bad or wrong or right when actually it's a big murky soup of all of it very very few things in life are like this is black and this is white most of it is like big shades of rainbows in the middle so curiosity is what you need when we talk about like I mentioned earlier about intuition and our emotions that intuition is that quiet inner knowing whereas emotions tend to be physical sensations so like I was saying about that person who thought they'd made an intuitive energy uh, sorry an intuitive decision because it felt so exciting um no that's an emotion (laughs) okay it's it's charged and emotions charge us whereas intuition is that quiet inner knowing okay so when you are practicing your magic when you are looking to bring more magic into your life doesn't have to be in like the energy of spells but just in like play fun adventure bringing more of your unique self to the world it's a really beautiful way to start using your intuition to bring them into um, just daily rituals and routines. So, you know, I wrote a book called Magical Knickers. Every morning you can say to yourself, oh, what colour knickers do I need to um, wear today to support me have the day that you want? And just take a moment to pause and notice what your intuition tells you. Maybe it's you know a little sweet pair of knickers that are really cute and fun maybe it's a pair of spanks you know (laughs) it's like trust it and just try with your knickers use your intuition to feel into to like open your knicker drawer and perhaps you will see a pair instantly jump out at you and you'll be like oh that's curious I'll wear those today perhaps you will just get a feeling for the pair of knickers that you want to wear perhaps you will before you've even opened your knicker drawer perhaps you'll just hear the color like blue and you're like okay those are the ones I need today so start when the the consequences of your choices are quite small which is why I talk about knickers it's like you know the choices of the knickers you wear are generally your own you know whether you wear a uniform to work whatever you're doing that day usually when you choose your knickers it is your own choice and so ask yourself just say I'm going to use my intuition right now to choose the knickers I'm going to wear today And then notice whether you see, hear, feel into those knickers you want to wear and then wear them and notice like the colour they were, the shape they were, how you felt when you put them on, what the material felt like against your skin and then become curious about how that reflects on the day that you needed. Perhaps you um, chose uh, blue And actually, during that day, you did need to like really up your communication skills. Perhaps you chose orange 
And do you know what? I don't think I've ever had a pair of orange knickers, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, <laughs> a little insight into my own personal knicker drawer there. Um, but if you chose orange, perhaps it's the energy of creativity. And you're like, oh yeah, I had to get really creative today. And you can start look at, like at the end of the day, look at the colour, the feel, the shape, the style. Like I say, if you've got your spanks out, perhaps you did need something happened and you did actually need a little bit of extra support that day. <laughs> you need to keep yourself together. And so look back at the end of the day and just be like, oh yeah, why was it that I needed that pair of knickers? How did they make me feel? Um, you know, what was the colour, the, the symbolism, the co- correspondence of the colour? And just notice like, oh yeah, that, okay, that guided me. So, you know, like some people draw oracle cards in the morning to give, give themselves some intuition. You can start doing it with your knickers and just playing around with that idea of your intuition. You could start drawing an oracle card or throwing a charm or whatever your favourite tool of divination is, looking at the clouds, looking at the, the trees, whatever it is, and just pulling a card and saying, oh, okay, let's see how this now, like connected to my intuition, I've drawn an oracle card, how this card shows up to guide me throughout the day. Like maybe you'll suddenly have to make a choice throughout the day and you're like, oh yeah, my card was about like stepping into my full potential. And if you did step into your full potential, what decision would you make? Not from the place where maybe you're tired or feeling run down or feeling a little bit like you know, cautious about making a decision, but actually the card told you to step into the fullness of who you are. So if you did step into the fullness of who you are, what decision would you make from that place? And then again, at the end of the day, you can look back and go, oh, how did that card show up? And if you completely forgot about the card that's completely okay but look back over the day and just ask yourself oh I wonder how that card could have supported me throughout the day like um, supported the decisions changed even the decisions that I made over the day so um, you can use so like I said you can use them you can build your intuition through like choosing your knickers through um, drawing your your oracle card for the day and then when you're doing things like um rituals whether you're looking at something like manifestation ask yourself like for example if you're doing a ritual oh what color candle should I use today and if you're doing something on Tuesday and it's Mars day and you're like oh yeah I I should use red perhaps you feel like using pink and you want to and you're like oh that's curious I wouldn't associate pink with Tuesday but when you feel into it you're like oh yeah perhaps actually I don't need like that fire and that power of Mars today I need Mars as like the protector the nurturer the the space holder and actually that feels a bit more pink to me so you can start just tapping into your intuition when you are doing lighting a candle, doing a ritual, making your cup of tea, just start tapping into your intuition in these small ways. When you're looking at manifesting and you're like, oh, I want this. How can I make that happen? Instead of going straight to logic and reason and going, oh, I should do this and I should do that. Or my friend's done this and they got that result. Take a moment and ask yourself, what is it you actually want to do? What feels the most aligned next action for you? And just play with that. Trust it. 
And again, when we're looking at manifestation, it doesn't mean you have to do it all yourself. That intuitive hit might be to reach out and ask for guidance from someone else. It might be to reach out and learn a new skill. But trust your intuition and come back to yourself always. Um, Perhaps you want to use your intuition to connect beyond our current physical realm, whether it's like a higher power, whatever you call that. Perhaps it's with your ancestors and you can do that through um, with your intuition. Again, honing those senses, perhaps you feel that energy around you. Perhaps you see that energy around you. Perhaps you hear that energy around you. Perhaps you hear messages from those people and you could again, draw, I love to do this actually. It's like I talk to the energies around me through oracle cards, through divination. But perhaps you like to journal, perhaps you like to speak or say prayer or sing or dance. It's like feel into your own intuition about how you want to connect with these energies. There is not a one size fits all. I know it's very easy to go, oh yes, if I do this, I'll get this result. And maybe that works for most people but maybe you're not most people. Perhaps you get a deeper connection in a different way. I remember when I was on uh, my priestess training course, which, oh my gosh, I had a memory pop up on Facebook, which is like six years ago now, when I dedicated. And um, my, uh, uh, I don't know, teacher, I suppose, um, told me off <laughs> because she wanted us to do this visualisation and everyone had their eyes shut. And she said I wasn't focusing enough because I had my eyes open. And we were by Lake Bala. So it's this like massive lake. It's beautiful. And I was just like staring off into the distance because like I mentioned earlier, I didn't realise I had this thing where I couldn't visualise in my head. But I visualised better with my eyes open. But because her experience was obviously she visualises with her eyes shut, um, I couldn't do that. And so she accused, well, accused is a bit harsh, but that's how it felt. Um, <laughs> she um, told me off, and it was actually a telling off, um, because I wasn't focusing enough because I had my eyes open. And how can I possibly visualise with my eyes open? Well, now I know that actually that is how I visualise. And I, you know, I was like, whatever. And I carried on visualising in my own way. But it didn't fit in her, her way of visualising. So she made me wrong for doing it my way. Um, but luckily I'm, you know, resilient enough just to do it my own way anyway, because I knew what felt right to me. So when you are tapping into your intuition, practice, remain curious, find out what works for you. Don't let anyone tell you the way that you're doing it is wrong if you know it's right for you. Now, of course, if I was having a really bad experience and it wasn't working for me, the exercise wasn't working for me and I had my eyes open and she said, oh no, you have to shut your eyes. Well, of course, if it wasn't working for me, I would shut my eyes um, and I, I would take advice from someone else and I would try different techniques. But that's how I've always visualised. So that's easier for me to do it with my eyes open and like have a soft gaze and, you know, do it in my own, in my own unique way. So when you are connecting with your intuition, remember your way is correct, but remain curious and do try different ways of doing it. Like one day you might want to practice feeling and then another day you might want to practice like seeing and being visual about things. And another day you might want to practice listening and being auditory or just notice which ones come in the easiest for you. Because like I say, you will work with all of them. 
it's just that one or two might be your predominant sense. So I guess because this has been my like career for decades, all of my senses are really, really switched in. In fact, I couldn't really tell you maybe seeing was my predominant sense but when I'm working with people I, I always hear things so who knows but practice all of them but don't be surprised if like if you've always been taught that you have to see things or hear things and actually that's not your predominant sense that's not your way of receiving information it's going to be a relief when you actually do use the one that that does work better for you so like I said remain curious explore and do things your way So just to finish up here, when you are looking at strengthening your intuition, trust is a really important thing. Um, I will just talk a little bit about trust, but we're going to go into this more in the next episode. But becoming a person of your word is one of the most important things you can do to trust yourself and your intuition. If I said to you, that person over there is a liar, you would not trust them. Yeah, you'd be like, oh yeah, they are a bit of a liar. And if they always lie to you, like, I'm sure you might have experienced this before. You have a person in your life who is always late, always late, every single time, always late. And they say to you, I promise I'm going to be on time this time. You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, we don't trust people that lie to us. We just don't. And yet we lie to ourselves consistently. Often little lies oh yeah, I'm going to drink more water today. And then you don't. I'm going to go to bed early today. And then you don't. I'm definitely going to exercise three times a week. And then you don't. You're lying to yourself. And what happens to people that lie to us? We don't trust them. Okay, we might think, oh, it's just a little lie. But we don't know the difference between a big lie and a little lie. And so when we have that intuitive insight, and we're like, oh yeah, that's what I should do guess what? Because you already don't trust yourself, because you know you lie to yourself, it makes it really, really hard to trust your intuition because you think you lie to yourself. So this is about becoming very, very intentional with learning to trust yourself, of becoming a person of your word, so that when you say you're going to do something, you do it or you don't make that promise. So oh, I'm definitely going to go to bed early tonight, becomes nothing. You don't, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to get to bed when I get to bed. You know, I'm definitely going to go to the gym three times a week. Well, we know that moving our body is really good for us. So change that promise to yourself and let it be, um, I'm going to move my body each day, you know, and that might just look like a stretch. Well, guess what? Now you're starting to tell yourself the truth. Now you're not lying to yourself and we can rebuild that trust with ourselves. And for years and years and probably most of your life, you have been told to override your feelings, starting with something as simple as finish the food on your plate when you were a child. Oh no, but I'm full. Finish the food on your plate or you're not getting down from the dinner table. So you know you're full. Someone else is telling you to override those feelings and you override them. You feel nervous about doing something when you're younger. Oh no, don't be silly. Of course you don't feel nervous. What do you have to feel nervous about? And suddenly you don't trust yourself again. You're like, oh, I thought I felt nervous, but now I'm not sure. And these things are done usually with good intention. 
But they teach us not to trust the signals from our own body. They teach us not to trust our own emotions. And so, again, when we don't trust ourselves and we are always looking to other people, am I full? Have I had enough? Am I afraid? Am I, you know, am I all these things? We do the same with our intuition. Instead of connecting with ourselves and feeling into those moments, we then look for outside guidance. We look for someone else to tell us. And really what I want for you by the end of this series is for you to really start trusting yourself, which looks like being able to trust your intuition. You can't trust your intuition if you don't trust yourself. But like I say, we'll go into more of that um, in next week's episode. So, but this week to start strengthening your intuition, choose your knickers, do maybe journaling, divination. You can even do meditation if you want to. Um, and those are the ways we're going to start to do that. Last In the last series, we talked about getting clear on like what's yours and what's not, about, about knowing what you desire as a person and what other people desire for you. And again, that's the same with our intuition. What, a, what is that, that feeling, that wisdom, that knowledge that's coming up for you? And what is the expectations of others? So your knowing, your intuition will be that quiet knowing where we have to like shut out all the noise of other people. Other people's um, expectations, desires and wants for you come in as noise. They come in as feeling. They come in as anxiety. They come in as uh, being on edge and oh my goodness, all that energy. That is not your intuition. Your intuition is that quiet inner knowing. So where you can take some time just to spend like even if it's just 10 seconds and just feel into that quiet place within you, can you feel it? Is it somewhere in your body? Where do you feel that quiet inner knowing? Perhaps you feel it in your tummy. Perhaps you do feel it in your heart. Perhaps you feel it in your left knee. There is no like right or wrong place to feel it, but just notice where you feel that that energy of calm, peaceful inner knowing. It's like the energy of the sea. On the top of the sea, you get churn, you get all the waves. And that's like emotions. That's people's judgments, expectations, including your own judgments and expectations. But when you can sink down beneath the surface of the ocean, it gets quieter, it gets stiller, it gets calmer. Yes, of course, there's still a little bit of like waves going on, but you haven't got the churn that you have on top of the surface. And that's the difference between your emotions and your intuition. So if you have my app, the A Pinch of Magic app, which is available on both Android and iPhone, the link is in the show notes. If you, um, there's tons of information on there for free. Um, but there's also some courses which ha- comes with a monthly charge or you can um, get three days for free and you can probably do this course in free, uh, in three days. Um, if you go into it, there's a, a course on intuition. It takes you, you can do it. It's like designed to be done over five days, but you could do it much, much quicker than that. And it talks you through the stages of like connecting with your intuition. Um, And so if you want to like really hone your intuition some more, go and have a go and check out that course. I think it'd be really useful to you. So I'd love you to drop in um, the comments, whether you're over in our community or if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave comments on Spotify underneath the show and let me know like how does your intuition talk to you 
And what are you going to do to start deepening that connection with your intuition? Are you going to be using your knickers? Are you going to be using divination, journaling? Are you just going to be taking a pause just to feel into that place of quiet inner knowing? And then we'll be back on our next episode when we'll be looking at, again, going into deeper into this idea of trusting yourself, understanding yourself and cultivating self-love, forgiveness and self-acceptance as the foundation for really trusting yourself. Because when we're looking at moving on further and we're looking at like communicating with the energies around you, like that time a crow spoke to me and gave me directions. It didn't say to me, it went, cool, cool, cool. But what I heard was, Rebecca, that's not the tree you're looking for. It's the one around the corner. And I went, oh, okay, thanks. And I just just trusted it implicitly. I didn't even go to myself, uh, that was a crow. It went caw, caw, caw. And it was just like, I knew what that crow meant and I found the tree. And sure enough, it was round the back of the church. Um, but you can only do that when you trust yourself completely. I didn't stand there going, oh, surely I just imagined that conversation. Crows don't really talk, do they? And I could have done that and I'd missed out on visiting the most fabulous tree ever. Um, but we can only do that when we actually trust ourselves and trust the messages coming around. And it's also very discerning because when we do trust ourselves and trust the messages, we know when a message is for us and when it isn't us, when it's our mind playing tricks on us or, you know, other things that we 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 don't need around us. So I hope you're looking forward to the rest of the series as much as I am. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to hearing how you get on with your with your intuition and starting on this journey, remembering it's a skill and all skills need practice.